there are so many ways that customers can contact a brand these days. And the challenge for the brand is, is that they've either got to A, understand the preferred channels and the preferred methods that customers want to contact them, and then be there and be responsive when customers do contact them. Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. Today, we are joined by Annette Franz, who's the founder and CEO of CX Journey. Annette, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So excited to be here. Always love to talk about CX. So thank you. Well, and you are an expert. I spent some time on your website today. I saw that you're an author as well. So we'll be talking about your books, but you are an expert in terms of consulting groups that really want to create a CX roadmap strategy really for success. So as we dive in today, let's kick things off with that beginning point of a customer's experience the first time they're going to reach out and make contact through one of those digital entry points. Tell us some of those forward-thinking solutions that we can use to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think first and foremost, what we want to do, even before we get to the point where customers have to reach out to us is really design products and services and the overall experience for them with the ultimate goal that they actually never have to contact us because we're doing things well. But, you know, generally speaking, there's so many options today for customers to reach out to a brand, whether it's through a website or it's through their mobile app or it's through their contact center, whether it's through social media. I have something going on right now where I might have to do one of those, hey, does anybody from your company ever follow up with their customers kind of situation in hopes that maybe, you know, they'll pay attention to me. But there are so many ways that customers can contact a brand these days. And the challenge for the brand is, is that they've either got to A, understand the preferred channels and the preferred methods that customers want to contact them, and then be there and be responsive when customers do contact them. So Annette, what do you think is missing in terms of most groups that you work with? What are they missing in how they're communicating with their customers that you really think can add to their success? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day and and he was asking like, what can companies do? You know, forward looking and trends and predictions and all that. And I said, you know, here's a problem. A lot of brands still don't have the basics down, right? And when I talk about basics, there's usually three sort of top or key things that are missing. One of them is leadership commitment to the work that lies ahead. Because if we don't have that, then we are not going to get very far. We may have it in one department or another, but if we don't have it at the CEO level across the board and your entire leadership team is aligned on what the work entails to improve the experience, then we're not going to get very far, right? I always say, you know, it's, it's about the resources. If we don't have that commitment, we don't have time, financial, capital, human, whatever resources we need to make sure that we deliver the experience that our customers expect. I would say the second thing is culture. If we don't have that foundational, you know, that culture that is one that has been deliberately designed to be customer-centric, then we're going to be struggling with what lies ahead as well. And then I think the third thing is probably the employee experience and that connection between the employee experience and the customer experience. If we don't care about our employees, if we don't treat them well, if we don't make sure that they have the tools and, and the resources and not outdated policies, not broken processes, you know, all of those kinds of things to do the work that they need to do to deliver that experience for customers, that'll take us really far too. And I think those are probably the top three sort of basics that a lot of companies are still missing. And I'll talk on the technology side a little bit too. A lot of companies have their CX tech stack. They have their voice of the customer platform. They have the CRM system. They have these different types of technology that they're using to facilitate the experience. 
but they've got this great feedback from customers. They're not sharing it. They're not using it or they're not connecting it with, you know, what I call the breadcrumbs of data that customers leave behind as they interact or transact with the brand. So we have all that data together. We have such a great view of the customer and the experience, but we've got to get it out there for people to use as well. And we've got to have, whether it's AI or predictive prescriptive capability, whatever it is, get it out there to deliver the experience that customers are expecting. Yeah, I'm hearing you say that this information can't just be a simple interaction via a text box. It really needs to be integrated into what the company is doing as a whole and even as a culture. So you've got some tips on how a team or even individual employees can really start to adopt this mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with the culture. I think that's really where it starts. And I'll give you an example, but let me just tell you why the culture is so important. Culture is really about core values and behaviors, right? Core values plus behaviors. So we define the core values and we have to include, if we're building this customer-centric culture, we have to include values that drive that customer-centric behavior. And so we've got to make sure that there are customer-driven values in there. So then we take those values, we just define the associated behaviors and behaviors we don't want to see so that employees are really clear on what those core values mean. And then they have to be socialized and operationalized, right? We have to hire, fire, make decisions, develop processes and policies, all with taking the core values into developing those things. And the example that I'll give you is I have a client, and I've shared this many times, I have a client who the frontline, whether it was their sales folks or their contact center folks, were constantly butting heads with their customers. They didn't trust their customers. They felt like customers were always out to get something. Oh, they're calling us because they want something. They need something. They know we will have to live that mantra. The customer is always right, even if they're not, you know, kind of thing. So we took a look at their core values. And what we needed to do was add a value that really drove to heart that the customer was the center of the business, right? And that this is why we're here. We went through the whole process of figuring out what the best core value would be. And we ended up adding one around customer trust and defined what that was, made sure employees knew what it was and how to use that, how to incorporate that into their day to day. And I followed up with the client a couple months later, and she basically just said, you know what, it's just so easy now. Everybody knows, everybody understands, and we don't have that headbutting. We don't have the arguing with our customers anymore. It's just easy. And that's how it works when we have the core values and we define those behaviors and we socialize and operationalize the core values. It just becomes a lot easier. Yeah, I could really see that. And from a customer perspective, when a company talks to me, almost as if I'm face to face with them, right? With a little personality and and they're clearly using the right technology to listen. I can feel that connection and I'll stick around longer for that interaction before making a phone call. So I get that. All right. Well, as we start to wrap up here, let's talk about some of those 10 critical principles that form the foundation of building a culture that you're talking about, because this could be a big change for some groups. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned three of them already. Culture is really the foundation. Leadership has to be committed and aligned. The employee experience has to come what I call more first. I borrowed that from Hal Rosenbluth in his book, The Customer Comes Second. And it's really about if we put employees more first, customers can still be first. You know, we know that employee experience drives the customer experience. People have to come before products, profits, and metrics. And there's a lot that goes into that, but it really is about putting your people first, people, both customers and employees, especially employees and then customers. Customer understanding is the cornerstone of customer centricity, of a customer-centric culture. We have to bring that customer voice into everything we do. And and that's such an important part of being customer-centric. We can't do that if we don't bring the customer voice in. 
governance. Governance is an important thing that we need to have in place. It bridges the gaps across the organization. It helps to break down and connect silos. It it helps to get everybody working together because by definition, a customer-centric culture really is one that is collaborative. And if we've got those silos that are disconnected or that are really hindering sharing of data and information and communication, it really is going to not be a seamless experience for your customers. Outside-in thinking versus inside-out thinking, thinking and doing. So that outside-in is really bringing in the customer and the customer voice into everything that we do versus inside-out, which is really about, we think we know what's best for our customers, right? Because we just do. <laughs> so we don't, we don't think about the customers as we make decisions and design products. And then the last one is really around the platinum rule. You know, the golden rule has been around since biblical days, right? And the golden rule is treat others the way that we want to be treated. And really the platinum rule is all about how do we treat others the way that they want to be treated? And that's really what being customer centric is all about. How do we treat customers the way that they want to be treated? And then all of the work and all the foundation that goes behind making that happen. So those are really the foundational principles to building that customer centric culture. And it has to be deliberately designed to be that way, right? It's not a culture that can just happen on its own. There's this great saying out there, quote out there, that's something about, you know, you get the culture that you design or the culture you allow. And this is one that absolutely has to be designed to be this way. Well, and yes, I just connected with so much of what you just said, and I'm sure our audience did as well, because you've actually got two books. One is already available online, and you've got another on pre-order. So why don't you let us know where we can learn more? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. The first book, Customer Understanding, wrote that back in 2019. And it really is around the three ways that you can put the customer at the heart of your business and put the customer back into customer experience, because a lot of times the customer is not in the customer experience. And then this latest book, which is on pre-order now, it comes out on March 22nd, is called Built to Win, Designing a Customer-Centric Culture that Drives Value for Your Business. And it's available for pre-order pretty much anywhere that you would buy books, not just on Amazon. And I'm really excited to get this one out there because it really is about inspiring leaders to really think differently about what it means to have a customer-centric culture and what it takes to build one. So yeah, excited to get that one out there. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, well, congratulations. I know how much work goes into that. So once again, we have been joined by Annette France, founder and CEO of CX Journey. Annette, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I always love talking about all things CX. Thank you so much for joining us on the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes.